Welcome. This is our weekly devotional. And this week, I want to look at a well-known phrase, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You may have heard that. It's perhaps one of the top three things that Jesus said that anybody could quote. And sometimes it's misused and kind of used as a blanket phrase, just forgive people, period. But I want to look at it today in terms of the actual context of why he said that and to whom he said that, and then what happens not too long after that to the people he was speaking of. So, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I was told this week by a uh, philosopher that that means they had an excuse. They didn't know, and so they're excusable. And I often encounter that, the, the overlooking of culpable ignorance, which means you don't know something, but you should know it, and you're guilty for not knowing it. In fact, I think that's perhaps the more common kind of guilt in the Bible. It might be the universal one. You, you can take me up on that as a challenge and look for a counterexample. But over and over we find in the scriptures it being said, they don't know me, or they say there is no God, or my people don't know me. Paul says of his time persecuting Christians, what I did, I did ignorantly and in unbelief. And we're told that no one seeks and no one understands and no one does what is right. So a lot of times people kind of stumble and get confused because they, they think the word knowledge includes awareness. And they'll say, well, but the atheist is aware of what God says, or the atheist is aware of people believing in God. Sure, but that's not him knowing God. He doesn't know God. And he says there is no God, or he is aware of the Ten Commandments, but he doesn't know them in the sense of believing them to be true and being able to show how they're true. He doesn't have understanding. And that's what we're told in Romans 3, 10, and 11. No one seeks, no one understands, no one does what is right. So that's just to say culpable ignorance is really the kind of sin, the root sin we find in Scripture. And so then when Jesus says of those crucifying him, those who handed him over to be crucified, forgive them, they know not what they do. That's not an excuse. They should have known. And the proof of that is in the very quote itself. Father, forgive them. If they had an excuse, you wouldn't ask for forgiveness. You'd say something more like, overlook this because they didn't know, uh, or something like that. But that's not what he says. He says, Father, forgive them, meaning they are guilty for not knowing. Now, all that comes to chapter 2 of Acts. And the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit comes on the disciples, and they are able to speak in tongues that they didn't know before, and the people, the Jews in Jerusalem, coming from different parts of the Roman world, hear them speaking, the apostles speaking in these languages, and are amazed. And some say, what does this mean? And others say they must be drunk. So Peter stands up, and he addresses the crowd and says, we're not drunk. It's only the third hour of the day. So it's in the morning. That would be around uh, 9 a.m., and instead, he quotes from the prophet Joel to show that this is what was foretold would indeed happen. 
Now, what I want us to look at is, is this. This is the group of people Jesus was speaking about, the Jews who handed him over to be crucified and for whom he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I want using this as an illustration of answered prayer. God answers that prayer not too long after. 50 days later, God answers that prayer. And, and we see that here in the following way. Peter's speech, he quotes from Joel, he quotes from uh, Psalm 16. And he emphasizes that in the Psalms, David had said, you will not allow your Holy One to see corruption, but David is dead and buried. So this wasn't about David, it was about the Messiah. And that David himself said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. So who is this one that David's speaking of? In verse 36, he answers, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And look at that phrase here, whom you crucified, to the, to the audience he's speaking of, too. Whom you crucified. He lays out the scripture about who the Christ is and that he must be crucified, he must die, and then be raised from the dead. And that indeed is exactly what happened to Jesus. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? That's the right response to hearing the gospel. What shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent. That's the right answer to that response. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises to you and to your children and all who are far off, as many as the Lord will call. So this ver verse 38 here has a lot of stuff packed in there. For our purposes in this uh, short devotion, we're thinking about it in terms of just repent. You repent. You're baptized. We have the initiation of the uh, sign and seal of the new covenant. And this is for you and your children. So baptism for Christians replaces circumcision. And you might say, well, it says here that by being baptized, you are, your sins are forgiven. The baptism is a sign of that, but just like circumcision, you may not have the sign and the reality together. The uh, work of the Holy Spirit here, the next one, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit renewing their hearts is, having, is, is proven right back up here when they say, what shall we do? Just before this, they were sure of what to do. Crucify him, they called out. Crucify him. But now they ask, what shall we do? They've been given a new heart. So, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And here they are forgiven. God answered that prayer. And the people, the Jews listening at Pentecost, asked Peter, what shall we do? And the answer is repent. They turn to the gospel, the work of Christ in the lives of the very ones who shouted out, crucify him. 